Hello and welcome again to the Valent Podcast. I'm Simon Weissall and I'm going to be your host for today's episode. As ever, I'm delighted to be joined by some fantastic experts on today's show, including Valence Regional Business Manager for Commercial Systems, Mike Branson, and installer, Sean Cooney, who has made the journey from solely focusing on domestic gas boiler installations to taking on light commercial installations. Firstly, thanks both for joining me on today's episode. Today we'll be taking a closer look at some of the common misconceptions and questions domestic installers may have around the topic of light commercial boilers and corresponding systems, accessories and their applications. So without further ado, Mike, do you want to introduce yourself to our listeners and give us a brief description of your role here at Valent? Thanks very much, Simon. Yes, hi, my name's Mike Branson and I've been at Valent for 13 years now and in the heating industry for over 30 years. My role at Valent is selling our commercial range of equipment and a large part of that involves giving technical support to installers like Sean. The other main part is dealing with consultants to try and get Valent products specified on the the larger commercial jobs. Thanks Mike. And Sean, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your business? Yeah, of course. Hi Simon. Uh, My name's Sean Cooney and uh, I have uh, worked in the industry for, I guess, I thought it was 25 years, but I think it's longer. (laughs) Uh, and uh, I've I've work on generally larger homes and uh, like commercial systems, but I still work on domestic boilers as well. So hopefully I should be able to answer some of these questions today nicely. Mike, do you want to tell us a bit more about some of the misconceptions that you've heard from installers about like commercial boilers? Yes. Um, well, some installers get nervous as soon as you mention the word commercial. But all one important point to make is all domestically qualified installers can work on boilers up to 70 kilowatts. There's bigger pipes involved. So with our range, for example, it's inch and a quarter flow and return, inch gas and 125 mil flues. But most of the installation is extremely similar to our domestic system. The main difference is with the use of products like low loss headers and low loss plate heat exchangers, which I think we're going to go into in a bit more detail later. Uh, the final misconception is that commercial boilers have to go in commercial premises, whereas in reality, a lot of them actually just go into very big houses. Thanks, Mike. Can you just tell us a little bit more about the type of installations that the that commercial boilers go into? Yes, well, as well as large houses, uh, a lot of the light commercial ones go into um, buildings such as pubs and restaurants. Uh, we do a lot with churches, uh, sports centres, retail units, basically all sorts of projects, really. And Mike, can you clear up the difference between a commercial and a light commercial product? Um, yeah, we'd usually use the um, 70 kilowatts as a demarcation line between the two because um, you'd need a separate qualification to work on boilers 70 kilowatts and upwards. So that, that's where we distinguish between the two. And Sean, you mentioned that you do domestic and commercial installations. What made you go into uh, doing more commercial installations? And did you did you find that you had some transferable skills or did you have to learn some new skills to do it? Well, actually, uh, touching on what Mike said, um, my interest really derived from, syst- from system design. So yeah. if you look at a, a, a domestic system and as soon as you start into getting into two zones potentially three zones it's not a lot different to the to the like commercial range so my interest was from system design um the larger installation as mike says is is just a bigger version of that um so yeah it's my it's my interest in system design that has led me into the like commercial world 
And how did you sort of get into it? Was it to do with you just happened to price a larger job? Or no, actually, a lot of it uh, came from from the from the domestic world um, because my first low loss header I fitted years and years and years and years ago, uh, where a, a very and actually an, an elderly customer was interested in weather compensation, um, and at that time, um, you know, it wasn't really used that that often. Uh, and actually, the man of and Valent at that time specified a low loss header on a domestic property. So, uh, and then that's a slightly that sort of dipped my toes into the commercial sort of setup, really. And Mike, um, we'll have a lot of domestic installers that already got some of the skill sets to, to do commercial installations. What would you say are some of the key skills that they'll already have? Well, um, as I was saying earlier, the, a lot of the principles are exactly the same as on um, domestic or extremely similar to on domestic. It's just using larger pipe work and that. So um, all the normal skills that they've got are very transferable. Um, but a very important point to make is that a large part of what myself and my colleagues do is to assist in that. So if they are a bit uncomfortable, they need a bit more information or a bit of support on stuff, we're more than willing to help out with that. And I suppose um, the installers wanting to get into commercial, it sort of opens up new revenue streams, doesn't it, for, for, for guys and girls out there that, that want to diversify the business? Yeah, it, it, it does, definitely, yes. And um, it's probably a less competitive area as well, whereas every man and his dog seems to do domestic heating. Um, some people, just because they feel a bit nervous about it, are a bit reluctant to go into slightly larger projects. So there's like to be a bit less competition in there as well. And just from the fact that it's um, a slightly larger job, the revenues can generally be a little bit better as well. So, um, yeah, it's a, a market well worth exploring. And Sean, you've been offering commercial and light to commercial installations for a long time now. Have you noticed any changes to your core business model? Yes, I have actually. Um, well, you know, I've, I've the larger home, as I say, I, I mean, obviously I go above 70 kilowatts as well, but it mostly... It is up to, you know, the 64 kilowatt range. Um, and that would take you into a small nursing home. Uh, I've done a small hotel in London. Many larger homes have a, a 50 kilowatt rating boiler roughly, which is all like commercial installations. Um, so, yeah, as a result of that, you have a, a longer install process. You have a better rapport with the customer because you're there longer. The whole design process takes longer. So... The, and they they tend to use you afterwards because you've you've built up a great relationship with with them. You know you're not in and out in a day. Uh, you know you could you could be there a week or two. Um, I find that makes a big difference. Absolutely, and I suppose when you first started getting into it, I mean training and and um, support from Valent must have been really important to you. Oh, definitely, yes, yes. I was I was just as nervous as anyone else looking at you know wanting to expand my expertise, but sort of. Thinking, oh, I hope I can do it. Um, and, and even now with Mike, I still I still contact him from uh, various jobs, and there's still questions that come up because it's it's so versatile um, in the commercial world, all the things you can do. And uh, I have to say, uh, we've worked through it quite nicely every time, and Mike's always come up with a good a good solution for me as well, which is which has been very very useful. And Mike, while whilst we're on training, um, can you give the uh, domestic listeners out there a bit of a flavour of the training and support that we offer? Yes, um, we've got a network of training centres across the country, so usually there won't be one too far away from you. Um, over the, the various lockdowns and that as well, we developed 
a lot more training online as well. So as a busy installer, you've got the option to either come to one of our centers to get hands on the product and face-to-face -face training, um, but also we've continued doing the online training as well, which means then installers only have to take a couple of hours out of their day to do a course and so forth. So it can be a bit, bit more flexible for people. Mike, how can domestic installers access the commercial training? Um, through our website, um, if they're on advance, our loyalty scheme, they can um, book stuff through there. But if they're not, then just go through the Valent website. They can register their interest um, for training on there. And I suppose we've talked a little bit about training and support. Can you just give people a bit of a flavour about the types of products and the capabilities of the light commercial range? Yes, um, there's two boilers that fall into the light commercial range for us. So under 70 kilowatts are able to be fitted by a domestic qualified installer. And that's the, the 48 kilowatt and the 64 kilowatt version of the Ecotec. Um, because they're designed for that light commercial market, both of them will work on a standard domestic U6 gas meter, because a lot of them will just go into a, a normal domestic house where they only, only have the U6 meter fitted. Um, in terms of overall design, they are quite deliberately uh, very similar to the domestic boilers. So the transition from fitting one of our domestic Ecotecs to using the 48 or the 64 is, is very easy. When you take the case off, there's a lot of familiar components in there. They're all beefed up to cope with the extra output, but the layout is extremely similar. Um, and all the fault finding, the um, diagnostic codes and so forth, again, transfer over. So although it's um, maybe a new venture for some people, they'll be pleased to find out when they do that there's a lot of familiarity there. Brilliant, Mike. Thank you. And I suppose we can't talk about light commercial and commercial products without thinking about things like plate heat exchangers and low loss headers and other accessories. Can you tell us a bit more about those, please? Yes, of course. Yeah, this is the area where people um, need the most help and reassurance and so forth. In essence, the, the main function of a low loss header is to act as a a bypass, a large bypass on the system, which all installers will be familiar with. But the other key difference is it also acts as a neutral point in terms of pumping action. So the pump within the boiler on a domestic Ecotec would be designed to circulate around the, the whole of the building. Whereas on the like commercial Ecotecs, it's just designed to circulate around the low loss header and back again. And then you need a separate pump on the system side of things. So it's important that the low loss header gives a neutral point so you don't have the um, pump in the boiler affecting the flow rate through the system and the pump in the system affecting the flow rate through the boiler um, because generally these are going into larger premises where you've got slightly more complex systems and what you don't want is the uh, system pump affecting the flow through the boiler and equally the boiler pump may not be man enough to do the whole of the system so that that's the principles behind the low loss header with the plate heat exchanger it does the same function but with one crucial difference in that it provides a physical barrier between the water in the system and the water in the boiler. There's been a lot more focus on system water quality in recent years as manufacturers have tended to give longer and longer warranties and obviously need to protect um, the, um, the cost involved in offering that longer warranty by making sure that it boiler isn't failing prematurely because of stuff out of our control. So on the domestic side, for example, we're now pushing very heavily the use of system filters um, with sort of slightly larger systems where you've got the chance of more mixed metals on there. And also with the sort of buildings these are going into, churches, obviously, churches um, often being one of the worst in terms of its very old pipe work and very old heat emitters and so forth it's important to 
protect the boiler fully from system water quality. And whereas a filter will do that to a certain extent, if that's not regularly checked and maintained, um, system debris can get into the boiler and cause premature failure. Whereas with the plate heat exchanger, it physically can't get into the boiler. So the boiler is protected. And then you'd have a, a filter on the system side of the plate heat exchanger to protect the plate heat exchanger. And Sean, I suppose that most, if not every single installation now has a plate heat exchanger or a low loss header. Um, how did you how did you first find installing those? Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, as as Mike said, it's I like it because it's when you're um, when you are installing, for example, when you you know you've got two central points, so you've got your boiler, i.e., to start flue boiler, and most installers would do the same thing: boiler first, flue first, finish all that area. And then the next part of the system is either your low loss header or your plate heat exchanger, which is another fixed point. So if, from an installation point of view, it's great because it gives you an anchor point to start off all your pipe, pipe work. So where you've got your multiple pumps, for example, or even one pump, you've got a fixed point and, and a, a solid um, fitting to work from. So uh, it's a great, from an installation point of view, it actually helps the installation. Um, regards to using them as soon as you see them in, in, in practice you get the point of them you think this is work this is the boiler is under no strain it's just happily pumping through the low loss header if it's an if it's a low loss header and i've also used it on um, a really old a plate heat exchanger quite a large one for the 64 kilowatt boiler on a um, i think uh, maybe 30 rad system in a small hotel in London, and that was open vented. So it's got the original radiators, as Mike said, the original pipe work. They then upgrade them under pressure. So we that stayed open vented, and the boiler side was sealed system. It was brilliant. Yeah, it works really, really, really well. And so you get a mixture of old and new. You can give them a new uh, high-efficient boiler with all the latest controls working on an old system. So that, that, that's a really good point, Sean. That's one I forgot to mention. On older systems where it's all open vented, the plate heat exchanger can be used just small pressurized yeah. for the boiler, small expansion vessel. That's it. And you don't risk running, a, run the risk of leaks on your pipe work or your radiators or whatever. They were, the hotel was petrified that I would put it under pressure and with the old barrel pipe work and cause leaks. Mm. So, uh, you know, that's, that was, that's the solution we came up with. It was great. And you was involved with that, Mike, as well, wasn't you? Yes, yeah. So for anybody out there that's listening that's going to do a, uh, a low-loss header for the first time, have you got any uh, any tips for them, Sean? Um, yes, don't be afraid of it. It's, it's, it's just an open pipe, really. It's got inch and quarter connections, um, so easy to work with, 35 mil. Um, yeah, go for it. Look at the manufacturing instructions. That's always the best thing I would say is if you buy the Senso Comfort Controls, you'll get uh, the, the various um, schematics of pretty much ev- everything that you'll come across and follow that, follow the manufacturer's instructions, you can't go wrong. And, and do you have to size the low-loss header for the size of the system? You, you do, yes, that, that's quite right. And we take a lot of the work out of that for the installer, though. So with the, um, the models we've got, the WH40, the WH40-2, uh, they're matched to particular boilers. And then if you want a slightly larger one to match on with the pipe work, we do another one called the WH95. So, yes, they do need to be correctly sized, but we've taken a lot of the pain and effort out of that by matching specific low-loss headers and plate heat exchangers to specific boilers. Um, yeah, regarding the uh, low-loss header uh, and the system filter, um, 
it's the nice option we've got now is that there's a we I use a 35 mil uh, magnetic filter at the very last point going into the return of the low loss header. So basically, everything system side is goes through that filter. So you've got the two pipes going from the other side to the boiler, but prior to the low loss header, everything has been uh, has gone through a, mag- a magnetic filter stopping all the debris going into the low, into the low loss header itself. And also with a lot of the products you can have to uh, for um, chemical cleaning of systems, uh, the bottom of the low loss header and also the filter is an entry point uh, through the um, through the express type. So the pressurized uh, uh, products that can add system cleaners and system protectors can all go in via the low loss header. So it's, it's to me, it's a great uh, addition there, really, because you've got all your flushing and um, entry points as well. And Sean, you mentioned about some of the large jobs that you've done, like a hotel. Um, how would controlling that sort of system differ from a domestic installation? I've pretty much uh, got au fait with the Senso Comfort Control, which will do one zone uh, up to five, I think, if you had to correct me if I'm wrong, Mike. Um, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. And most installations will have three or four. I guess you've got mixed circuits, you've got uh, high temperature circuits, hot water circuit, and maybe an additional radiator circuit. So you have underfloor, uh, uh, and you can not you can name each circuit and set each up each circuit up individually as you go. Uh, it sounds a little bit um, a little bit difficult. It's not once you get used to it. So if you get used to the sense of comfort in the domestic market, you'll find that it, you'll follow it on to the light installation, and you'll be so used to, to the the way the controller works, it, you can easily adjust everything. You just multi. It's just the zone you set up to start with is multi- multiplied by three or four, maybe five. Um, it's a great um, way of doing it. I also use the internet gateway as well for you know remote access, uh, as in uh, monitoring, and um, which a lot of the customers like because they don't often live in the house all year round. Um, so they've got access. Some people turn off their hot water and turn it on before they come home. The day before, they can turn off their circulation pump. And they can check on their heating and pressure um, and also notify me if there's any issues. So, yeah, the sense of comfort as a controller, in my mind, it's great. It works really well. And is there anything uh, extra they need to have to, to join training? Uh, no, no, not really. No. Regards to system design, uh, when I go to a property, uh, I'll look at what's there. And uh, on the larger home, you'll have generally an underfloor heating circuit that's a mixed circuit using mixer valves. You'll have a high temperature circuit for radiators or towel rails or both. And then you may obviously have your hot water circuit. Generally, there's three overall. Sometimes it could be an additional loft room or additional annex. Um, So system design would then go back to uh, a pump for each circuit. And then you decide whether you need to use a a mixer valve, uh, which will regulate the temperature of that circuit to a maximum temperature. Or, or an optimum temperature. So for the floor, for example, it would be about 55 degrees maximum. Um, the weather comp on that circuit, the weather compensation will will, will give you a, an optimum flow rate. So it will it will adjust itself accordingly to what the, what the demands are on that day compared to outside to what that circuit needs. Um, which is which is when you explain that to a customer and you talk about the system design, you, you know you've pretty much got the job already. Because there's, they have a confidence, you know what you're talking about. The controls, 
I'm just stating what the controls do and offering to put it into their into their property. For example, if you mix a towel rail circuit, you can have a towel rail circuit going around at 60 degrees rather than 75 on a normal conventional heating system for i.e. from a combi boiler. So if you've got young ki- so young, if children you've got young, ki- young children in the house, you can reduce the temperature of the towel rail so that the surface temperature is not as hot as what you'd normally expect. Um, just that alone, I, I've definitely got jobs out of that by saying to somebody, well, let's reduce the temperature of the towel rails because you've got young children. Um, so there's lots of positives to system design, to how it transfers to the customer and what the customer can get back out, out, out of their investment. And do you find that there's uh, a little bit less competition for these type of installs? Yes, there is. There is. I mean, maybe not after this podcast. So hopefully not. Yeah, it could backfire. Could but I, I, I definitely feel it's the way things are going. I, I know Valent uh, have been doing it for a long time, but you know, for uh, for me, it's the it's it's the it's the job satisfaction you get out of it afterwards to see everything working nicely. Um, you know, quite a few people stand in their little boiler rooms. You can't call it a plant room. I know in a domestic property. But they still stand there and they're, and they're very pleased with what they've, you know, what's been achieved and they feel happy that they got value for money as well. And there's a lot of different phrases used in commercial systems, such as cascading boilers. Sean, can you explain what a cascade system is? Yeah, of course. Um, and that's where you could fall slightly into the, uh, the, the, the non-domestic setting. So you might have a property where historically people would prefer to try and keep under 70 kilowatts in the past by trying to fit two different boilers work alongside by side but the regulations change if it's on the gas train it's it's classed as a as one in one installation but actually on on a modular system now so on, on a cascade boiler they'll work as one unit and they will nominate each boiler in turn it depends whether it's one two three or four or or, or sometimes up to eight um, and that's a cascade arrangement um, and the controls will will work out which boiler needs to go on next to 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 match the, the actual heat demand. Um, so in a commercial in a light commercial setting, in theory, you could have two boilers side by side, um, and you probably go for the forty eights at that point. I guess so. You're looking at just under one hundred kilowatts uh, of output, which is quite normal. Um, that would definitely be a light, uh, a commercial in- installation because you, you've gone way above the 70 kilowatts and also depending on the gas volume of pipe work as well. And can you give us any feedback of what your customers are saying about the connected boilers? Oh, well, I have to say a lot of the customers, as much as I love the sense of comfort and, 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 and show off how nicely it looks, they all want to use their phones. So they go to the phone and they get used to using the phone more than they do the controller. Um, so the controller is really, to be honest, you don't need to put it in, um, especially if you're using the weather comp side of it, in a in a place where where historically they would be looking at it because the majority of customers go straight to their phone and they're looking at the outside air temperature, looking at the system temperatures, looking at the, um, the parameters that's been set. Uh, I mean, you can't do the installer level from the app, but... They don't really. They're not really interested in that. All they want to know is is the heating on, is the heating off, and, and what their what their demands are. It, they like it. Yeah, it's, the feedback's good. And you and you mentioned that you also remotely monitor their installations from your office. Um, have you surprised anybody by ringing them up to say that you're potentially going to have low water pressure? Well, my, well, yes, in a way, but also you, you, it'll give you a status. So 
my friend who was working, I, my first one that I did, he works in London and I, I phoned him to tell him his hot water was in use. Well, it shouldn't have been. <laughs> because unless it, we, his wife was at home, but it's a case of you, that's, that's the detail, you know, the, 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 um, the system uh, was telling me that the hot water was in a, was was in a uh, was in use when I checked. So it was quite, it was uh, a, a great. That's you know that's a detail of it. You can see exactly what's what's going on. So yeah, it's very good. And it's great for the customer to 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 feel that there is somebody watching that appliance for them just in case. Absolutely, yeah. Well, and you'll find in the light commercial world, not everyone lives in the house. Um, you know, so if you can keep an eye on pressure, you know, one of the things that causes you know, border, border, borders not to not to not to come online, not to work is mainly pressure, really, um, out out of our control. If there's a a small leak somewhere, um, so having that monitored in itself is great. If there's anybody out there that's listening that wants to get into light commercial and commercial installations, Sean, what would be your best piece of advice for them? I'd say go for it, go for it, because what you know already is so transferable. The the boiler interfaces are exactly the same. The flue systems are slightly bigger. The pipe work is slightly bigger, but overall, it's the same job, just slightly bigger. And it's more interesting. It's it's more it's more rewarding, and uh, you know, and it's uh, overall is uh, the job satisfaction is huge. Um, and yeah, I would say go for it. There's no reason why there's no reason why you shouldn't. And Mike, can you register commercial boilers on advance? Yes, you can, yes. Um, exactly the same as you would with the domestic boilers. So if you're already on our advanced programme, you do it in the same way. So you can do the gas safe registration and claim the points and the pound notes through the advanced scheme. Um, exactly the same as for domestic boilers. And if you're not on advance, I would urge installers to join the Valent Advanced programme because there's a um, number of benefits to it. And we'll be sure to put the links to the Valent Advanced site in the show notes. Thanks to Mike and Sean for their great insight. Diversifying business remains an effective way for installers to branch out, adding additional services and also creating additional revenue streams. Today's episode has hopefully shone a light on the topic of light commercial and commercial boilers and highlighted that the transition for domestic installers is a natural one with many skill sets and expertise already possessed. For more information on light commercial boilers, and training from Valent available to installers who are keen to find out more about making the move, you can find the links to everything that we've discussed in today's episode in the description below. All that remains me to do is to thank Mike and Sean for your time. Thank you, Mike. Thanks very much, Simon. It's been really good. Thank you. And Sean? Thank you, Simon. It's been, uh, it's been great to talk about it.